But I do want the experience of, like, game days, partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. <laughs> and we are rocking. Rocking. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the B.O.B. Podcast. I'm your girl, Jersey, and we got Jay here, my wonderful, wonderful co-host and husband. And today is episode three, and we're talking about scammers. Episode three is about scammers. Scammers. Credit cards of the scammers. Scammers. Credit cards of the scammers. Scammers. Bammers. Bammers. Panda. Panda. Random. Panda. 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 Yo, what happened that day? Credit cards of the scammers. What happened? He's still out here. Like, you ain't see him threatening people online? No, I did not see him threatening people. Yeah, he online. was threatening people online. He's only gonna keep you know keep their name out of his mouth. And yeah. we gonna keep our name out his his name out of our mouth now. That's right. What was his name? That's why we ain't say his name. What was his name? I mean, it's all in the grand design, but we ain't say his name though. I forgot it. I ain't gonna lie. It's all in the grand design and you forgot? Yeah, facts. His name's designer. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, panda, but it was panda, panda. but it was spelled wrong, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I never... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, I didn't, it wasn't my go-to, but it was my jam. Panda was a jam. Panda. Yeah. Panda, panda, panda was a jam. You know, was he was talking jam. about the uh, the black and white X6, right? Yeah, he was definitely talking about a car. Truck. Or, car, I mean, same difference. still a vehicle, not... Anyway, so, um, we're here. We're here. We're uh, back. Um, this you know, is week three of podcasting week, for, for us. a couple real niggas. Yeah, for real. And, and like... Let, like last week's podcast was like excruciating, and um, we've decided yeah, so we're going to stay away you, from the dark topics. Just to give you, well, I, I, we can't always necessarily avoid them, of course. But just to give you context, um, the reason for the club music at the intro—that was our way of saging, right? We're just going, we're, we're going to sage the mic. We're going to sage the energies up in here, man. Yeah, we're we going to sage our because the mic area. still felt a little rapey. Yeah, <laughs> felt yeah. a little rapey. Felt a little abusive. Felt a little like um, I'm locking you in the closet until I tell you to come eat. Anyway, and we, I just didn't want that. No, no, no. Anyway, we appreciate call y'all um, continuing to listen. We continue. We appreciate y'all continuing support. I'm sorry. Um, I was yeah. saging. Okay. I was, you know, Solange makes me feel like I want to sage. Okay. Okay. She is sage. Shout out, Solange. I'm telling you, shout out to Solange. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, we just wanted to thank y'all for your continued support. Um, you know, episode one and two, uh, we've. Over 2,000 spins uh, between the two episodes. So we really, really just appreciate y'all continuing to fuck with us, continuing to rock with us. For real. Um, you don't have to, and and we love you and appreciate you. We do. So We do. Um, we're going to switch it up a little bit today. Uh, we have a main topic of discussion, we as do. you probably can tell from the cover We're talking art. about white people who scam. Yeah, we're going to talk about the scammers. Um, we're also Those talk white people who scamming. Scammers all together, because they're not all white. What we talking about specifically, we talking about the white people who scamming. Okay, most of them are white. Okay. And wealthy. White, wealthy people scamming. And, and we also want to talk about uh, when white people don't mind their business. And we also <laughs> want to talk about Jess Hilarious. And we also going to talk about that viral video that went around about the lady um, who proposed to her, husband, well, to, her fian- to her man. So I want to start right there. Where? Right? Let's start on... With the fiancé? Yeah, let's start. So I, I you showed me the video earlier. And uh, I remember it was a like, 10-second clip. It looks like it was somewhere overseas. Um, it looked like it could have been Emirates. Yeah, it could have been Dubai. Because uh, all that, the that Arabic writing and stuff in yeah. the KFC. The KFC was across the hall, I think. Yeah, shout out to people in Emirates. Everybody knows who who listens to us over there because we got people who listen to us over there in Emirates, our old yeah. friends. Oh. Uh, y'all I, know how y'all feel about KFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they might have been in a Farouge. That might have been a Farouge. It looked like a Farouge. Google Farouge. 
Anyway, Farouz got the the wild banging rap show. Yo, Farouz had the best like barbecue kebabs. Yeah, Farouz had some good food. Shout out to Farouz. For real. Um, I mean, this is not a sponsor that hummus was to hummus anyway. was on flea too and the bread. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even like hummus. All right. Um. So anyway, so my <laughs> my thought on the proposal. That, yeah, like so I, I saw a lot of you know people. That we're speaking out like, oh, you know, she's emasculating him. Yeah, and the comments, man. The comments were insane. Wild, 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 wild. And, I mean, definitely some some people felt like, you know, she appeared desperate because yeah. she was... Those were um, mostly from women. You no, know, kind of making that first move. And um, I don't I don't know. Like, I I think for me, I really don't care. I, I, I don't I just can't wait for you to ask me what I think. Another. What do you think? I think everybody should mind their goddamn business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. I think if whatever is working for them, like if he's the type of dude and she's the type of chick who like, yo, I'm not waiting on you. I'm trying to make you my man. I'm trying to make you my only man forever and ever and ever. Like, like she, moving forward. But I'm just saying, like, what's the difference between that and, and going for what you want? You want to graduate from college? You're going to study hard. You you want that banging car? You're going to work hard. What you, I'm saying you is... Wanna, you want to excel in your career? You're going to do what you need to. We need to retire, like, this whole, like... Traditional. I mean, there's there's obviously advantages to doing things a traditional way, but like we're past that. We moving forward. We we're, we're millennials. Like, we're, well, I'm not really quite. Yes, you are. You're you're called an exennial. Exennial. Right. You are a person who grew up in the digital age, but also grew up having absolutely nothing. So okay. we're we're the guinea pig. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and I feel you. But my whole point about it is, do things different. Don't be afraid to take risks, take chances, step outside the box. If that was something that she wanted to do. She wanted to take things to the next level with her her fiance or with her man and propose to him. Cool. Let him like like be truthful. Be honest in how you feel. Right. Lay lay yourself. Take risks. Lay real. yourself out there. For real. And the worst case could have been he said no. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like keep it pushing. Or the best or, case is we could mind our fucking business. Yeah, I think we how should always. That? I think that's always the case. Like we how about if you saw the video and you and, and you like man, I would never do that. Keep it to yourself. Um, I think you should like if you see the video, you should just give a hand clap for Black Love. For real, like That's he all? said, yeah, and he was happy about. It. Did you see him? Like yeah. the way he was flashing his hand around. Like you know, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. He was a single man. You know. Now, now he's all the single men, all the single men, all the single men. He got it. Now put your hands up. So hey, what's wrong with that? To put a button on it. Um, if we are as progressive as we say we are as a society, and we're actually trying to move forward, then that we shouldn't all bother need nobody. Mind our business. Yeah, and speaking, segueing into more shit that people need to mind their business about. Um, white people, this is a PSA to you. Please, it don't, and it don't even necessarily need to be black people who you engaging with. You should you should not. Let me tell you, stop minding other people's business. Please, because it's going to get you hurt. And then most importantly, is it really worth you losing your job? You know we're going to share it with your company. And then what's up with your benefits? You're not going to be able to go to the doctor for a few months. You're going to be on TV. Your life's going to be ruined. Why? You talking about that lady that was inside the Target? I don't know. what She was in the uh, Walmart. Walmart. uh, Target or Walmart. Wherever she It looked like a supermarket. Okay. So let me tell you. Let me bust down and give you a real... Picture, picture, picture this. So it was this white lady, right? Now, we only getting it from the side of, like, um, when the fight started, okay? But there was this white lady, right? So she's she's with her two kids. Her two kids look mortified. They're like, 
I never seen this this side of my mother before. Like, all she does is, you know, feed me and give me hugs and kisses sometimes. Who is this lady? Because she went off like a complete psycho. All she kept saying was, hit me, motherfucker. Hit me, motherfucker. And she was, called, she was using nigger a lot. Not nigger with the G-A, but nigger with the E-R. Because she wanted you to know that that's how she felt. Oh, and, she enunciated? Oh, she enunciated. She was like... Come on, motherfucking nigger. Come on, motherfucking nigger. And I don't know why when y'all call us nigger, you, you go and you revert into an old country man. Everybody who from the South ain't racist. You ain't got to go, come on, you fucking nigger. That's not right. That's racist, too. We need to stop doing that. You need to speak how you speak where you from. So if you're going to call somebody nigger, say nigger. That's it. Okay? If you're going to do that. Just say it. And then she spit. Twice. Oh, that's nasty. Spitting in front of Meva, and she was like, hit me, motherfucker. Hit me, motherfucker. That's how she was talking. Oh, she nasty, nasty. Oh, she was nasty, nasty, for real. And then she she um was doing this in front of her children, and then said, fuck you, motherfucker. Okay. White people. Do we know what started it? I don't know, I mean, but, but is it all of that? Could, I, don't, could you, I, don't, I don't think Could that. she have just went in the store and got her kale and avocados and out of her business? Is that what she had in the cart? Kale and avocados? I don't fucking know, nigga. Like... I just be knowing when I go buy my kale and my avocados, I feel like a rich Caucasian woman. So I'm just assuming that's what was in there. Okay. I don't think she was rich. Was no, she, rich? she was definitely uh, middle class the way she was dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she definitely had on those tube socks. That was a questionable fashion choice, but whatever. It's Sunday or whatever weekday it was. She was with her kids. Might have been laundry day. Might have been, but you know they're going to share this, and then her company going to be forced to fire her, and now her two kids, they look like they was at least under 10. Yeah. Mortified. Yeah. White well, people, mind your business. Yeah. Please. Well, well take for, a for pa- people in the back. Mind take your take a page from black people. When oh, we, we mind see, our when we see fuck shit going on, we mind our. We just business. keep walking. Well, I mean, we 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 observe. We look, but and then we go home. And we go home and we we share the news. Right. But we mind our business. And then the other part, white lady. We don't get involved in other people. Here's other. Here's the other part, white lady. We don't if care you want to call somebody a nigger. And you know you need your job. Wait till you get home. Tell your husband who did the, the man was a nigger. At least you can't get fired there. But now you ain't gonna have no job. Was it worth it? But the husband might be looking at you crazy. He wasn't if doing. He, if he, he wasn't doing. Oh, he shit. was there. He was there. He wasn't doing shit. He was just saying stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> he probably might need to get rid of that husband too, because like yeah. if you know someone is coming from my, you know my significant other, so, I'm jumping in. Throw the whole family away. Throw the whole family away. Like, it was crazy. Get rid of them. So. So, the other thing that she wanted to talk about prejudices. was. Like, just hilarious. Yeah. So she they, didn't mind her business, too, though. She should have mind her business. But she I know that it's a fine line because comedians, they always push envelopes to make things funny. Well, but I, I just feel purpose, like that was not the time. I think one of the purposes of comedy is to observe the world from a different perspective. Right. And to, to kind of give us. Um, a new way to look at things or a different way to look at things. So I'm always against the censorship of people that are promoting and introducing new ideas right? Um, as, as part of society. Well, the situation was is that she was on a flight and she had posted it on her Instagram, which everybody knows is where she's most popular. And she posted this video of a sick, sick man, sick man. I had it right earlier. Sick Sink? Sick. Sink. Sick. Sick. Seek? Okay, yeah. Seek. Seek. Yeah, a Sikh yeah. man. Um, he was boarding the uh, plane. No offense, but hide and go seek is how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. No offense to this. Go Sikhs. Google seek seek people, okay? One, one, one of my, my personal trainer at the um at the gym converted to, to seek 
when we were at Sikhism? when we were at the Sikh, other Sikh? place. Yeah, I don't know if he's there I anymore. Know what the, I don't know what the proper term is. So forgive us. We're not trying yeah. to be rude, but like um, Caucasian male. He was a and converted, and converted, converted to Sikh to be a Sikh and grew his hair out. All and, of it. You no, know, had the rap, had the beard going. Everything. Yeah, yeah. He was committed. He was. Yeah. And so just hilarious. Um, was this on is this a side note, but like we had a crazy conversation about religion with the family earlier. Right, but I need to finish the story. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Godly. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> go for it. Are, are my white wives? Can you don't they do this to us all the time? Listen. So Jess Hilarious is on this plane. Okay, well she's not on the plane yet. She's she's on the. Uh, um, the, she's about to board, okay? Mm-hmm. So she has her camera phone out. She's coming down the line, so she get on the plane, and she sees this Sikh man, and she zooms in on his head, of the wrap that he's wearing on his head, mm-hmm. and then she goes, oh, wow. And you know, if you watch Just With The Mess, she always does that when she's making fun of other people. She goes, oh, wow. Or she goes, so sorry. She always goes, so sorry, right? So then she goes, oh, no, where are you going? Oh, no. So she does that. And then after she posted this video, her followers start to say that she was xenophobic and that she was racist. But I didn't necessarily think that was racist. I thought that the part after was inappropriate. She then put another video out saying she didn't give a fuck about what nobody said. They feeling she wasn't trying to be racist. She was fear. She was scared. All this other stuff. But that's exactly how other races of people who may have prejudices. Because I don't think she's racist. Racism and prejudice is two different things. They're related. Um, they're related, but they're not the same. Yeah. Look it up. So. It's the same situation as like if you have a white woman who's in the store and she sees you and she starts to clutch her purse. Mm-hmm. That's a prejudice. Yeah, she she has bias against you based on who you are. Yeah, well, based on what her perception of of who you are is. Right. And I mean, a lot of that is you know, especially in Jess's um, situation, or I'm sure probably influenced by media and you know all of the things that she's seen about people that might appear to be. Of um, Muslim or Arab descent, right? Uh, Sikhs are not Muslim. They're not Muslim. It's, no. a, it's a totally different religion. But I'm thinking it was the pre- the prejudice if we if we break that down into layer mm-hmm. by her stereotyping because his head was wrapped. Yeah. So I'm thinking she must have thought not knowing that he was, you know, like they. You ever like seen they, a Muslim with a head wrap? No. Not like that. No. No. That's that's. I mean, I'm not saying that there are none. But no, that's generally. But not if they even. do rap, it's it's not a rap. It's a um. God, I can't even think of it. Is it? It's a part of. Isn't it Kedora? No, Kedora is the um the cloak. The cloak. Yeah. But what's the part that's on their head? I forget. I can't remember. But it's not a rap. No. It's 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 long. Yeah. It hangs. Yeah. And the thing that that it ties together, and I can't think of that now. We we lived in Emirates for five years. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Anyway, but it's not the same. It's not the same. That is not a typical Muslim uniform. No. You know, or not to say that Muslim people have uniforms, but I'm just saying uh, um, a commonality that can connect connect them to this, that specific religion. It's not. So I think that part, you know, that was the part that the generalization was where she went wrong. Yeah. To assume that this man, even though she assumed co- incorrect, he's not, he's not a Muslim man. Yeah, and but she assumed because his head was wrapped, and he had not, to be. 
and he's not a terrorist. No, he's not. No, Muslim people are not <laughs> terrorists. Have Muslim people committed terrorist acts? Yes, but just because you're Muslim doesn't mean so that you're a terrorist. Even, I'll be honest. I was um I was at work the other day and I was walking across the street at at the job um and I saw a, a about a six foot four white male um with a hoodie on in seventy degree weather uh, crossing the street going towards the building and. Honestly, my first reaction, where's you going? <laughs> What's he doing? Like, why you got that on? It's really hot out here, sir. Excuse me, sir. Do you what, work here? What are you hiding in your I didn't say anything. I right. Say, I, but I, see. Because I, I mind my business. Again, white people. Do you see what happened? He said, I saw this. Yeah. But I'm not going to. I'm not going up there to confront it. Let me, like, let him do something. And then I could, you know. Right. I got it's re- like, oh, that I may or may, but it was still you giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like, this may or may not be a thing. Yeah, I just got to reserve my judgment. But, you know, all of the things going on. You don't with, know. With folks, you just got to keep an eye out. You just don't know. You just got to so, be aware. she's still defending this on she her Instagram, stop. saying that she's she not racist. Stop. She's not racist. I know. And I, she was like, yo, you should teach me about these things instead of um, coming at me all fucked up and negative. No. And this and that, but I feel like people—it's it's, it's not anybody else's job to, to teach, teach you, right? About how you—that's how I feel about people. when white people ask me to tell them why I feel it's difference. I don't need there's a Google. Yeah, Google it. Google. I gotta give you four hundred. My ancestors gotta give you four hundred years of slavery and plus, Jim plus Crow. My, plus, plus, plus my, I gotta plus, teach you. Plus my five minutes. No, you're asking too much, sis. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Sorry. Now, so so let me let me walk that back a little bit. I'm cool with you asking me if you genuinely don't know and want to know. I'm cool with giving you a link. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. not giving you but nothing else. But don't ask me something when you've already formulated your opinion and you have no intention of changing it, but you want to you want to engage in some type of uh, battle of wits or battle of ideology. I have no problem. Don't do that. I have no problem with white people. I don't feel it's, it should be the onus of black Americans. And I know this is going off the subject, but this mm-hmm. is not. it should not be the onus of black people to tell explain to explain to you why things are the way they are and why the world perceives us in that way when you can go and seek that information for yourself. I think that's unfair that you have to ask, well, why do you think people treat you that way? Or why do you think, or why do you feel that way? Will you go Google it? But on the same, or, or on the flip side of that, I do think that there is certain context and certain insight and certain perspective that only we can add to the conversation. Yeah, but ask and me for that. That's what I'm saying. Don't ask me for the history because I'm not here for that. No, like the history is the history. That's I'm not asking you. That is Google. I'm not telling you that. Yeah. I'm not telling you why you have a privilege. I'm not advising you of any of that. I don't even like explaining to light-skinned black people why they got a privilege. No. You have you have privilege. I'm not going to explain it. I'm not. I got privilege, and I'm brown. Everyone has privilege. I sure do. Of some sort. I got privilege in my own black people because I'm not super dark. Yeah. So because I, there's there's a struggle out there. Where for dark-skinned women that I have never experienced in my life. And Why? Because I have a privilege because people don't perceive me in the same way that they perceive them. We should all recognize and understand our privilege and our leverage. I understand and mine. Unfortunately, we do not. I don't know if I understand all of mine, but I do the best I can. I understand it. 
I'm privileged to have been born in the United States of America and to be a citizen. I'm privileged to have gone to great schools in Montclair and, you know, to college in North Carolina and so on and so forth. So I, I, I have a, a world of privilege that has been I'm privileged from these hoes because I got a good man. Ah, who don't cheat. Ah, and my edges is there. Ah, and my pee clear. Your pee clear? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I drink water. Okay. All right. I'm cool. My pee all clear. Cool. My I'm man cool. don't cheat. Yeah. And my edges is back. That's right. So. And my stomach is getting flat. Ow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not about me. But Jess, please grow up and um, don't blame other people because you're misinformed. Very true. That's how I feel. Um, Jess, we love you. We you love know, you. You know we love you. And yeah. our news is real. Yeah. but that's, I'm sorry. So that, sorry. That, that's the wrong. So, so that's the wrong that's, way to go about it, yeah, sis. Don't, we don't want to do that. Yeah. Walk that back. Yeah, please. Um, Say you're sorry. Yeah, please say you're sorry. And um, that's it. And that's all. It's like, hey, hey, man. I misread that situation. I fucked up, man. Yeah. I shouldn't have did that. Yeah, come, come hat, hat in hand. Yeah, please. I'm sorry. Come to my show. But so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Please continue to watch The Rail Experience. Yeah. I, I think that the show Rail. got canceled. Rail? I don't think it's coming back for a second Is it season, called man. Rail? Yeah, it's called Rail. But I don't okay. think it's coming back. I'm, I'm sure she has other jobs lined up, though. Um, okay, so. Yeah. I watched Rail. It because was really I hard. To, I wanted to support. I supported it too, but it was, I was really like, hard. Man, like you know, it was we so need more, dry, bro. We need more black content creators to win out here. So I went. Yeah, I did too. On my Hulu's, and, and I, I pulled Rel up week after week. Yeah, we did. I watched at least seven weeks of Rel. We did, and it was and terrible. I gave up. All seven weeks was terrible. I gave up. I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than to watch another episode. Oh, I'd rather man. light a cigarette, a Newport 100, and put it in my right eye before watching another episode of REL. Wow, that's harsh. I'd rather go and step on a nail than to watch another episode oh, of REL. I would rather stub my toe on the side of the bed than watch another episode of REL. You're an asshole. I would rather wear old weave than to watch another episode of REL. I was just going to say I'd rather do something that's more fun. I would rather taste soup broth and burn my tongue than to watch another episode of of Rel. Please don't make me watch another episode of Rel. I can't do it. But you only watched like two or three. No, I watched more than that. I tried. <laughs> I freaking tried. I can't. I'm sorry. Um, Rel, try again. Yeah, That's please. Just or don't, don't. don't. Don't give up. Or no, don't. No, no, no. no, don't. Don't give up. Hire people who can write jokes. You'll, 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 you'll find the right mix. He, he was really funny on the Gerard Carmichael show, which I liked. Well, maybe because Gerard was writing the jokes. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It was really sad. Um, anyway, we... It felt like a funeral every episode. So... Funerals aren't funny. We got to talk about the criminals. I'm sorry. So sorry. So yeah. sorry. Wait, but there was one other There was one other topic. What was the other Did topic? we touch them all? We touched Jess. Yeah. We touched the white people. Yeah. And there was one third one. You should probably not generalize white people. But it was white people in those videos. And I wasn't generalizing white people. I was just simply stating what white people were doing in videos that included white people and white children. Were they not white? Um, what is white? Those people in the video. Okay. All right. Uh, that's a whole other comment. Oh, we did. We touched all three. Yeah. We touched yeah. all three. We touched the, the white people in the video because they were white we people. About, uh, man, we man talked about. We talked about the the the, finan- the fiance. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Jess Hilarious. And now we can get to the meat and potatoes of rich white people. All right. We'll be right back after this. This episode of Bonds Over Brands is sponsored in part by JerseyIsNaked.com. They're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. 
They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Are they really good people? Are they? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, damn, so. Aunt Becky, <laughs> shit. Damn, Desperate Housewife. So this was what was going on on Mysterio Lane. Or is it Mysterio Lane? Where the hell is Mysterio Lane? It's from the Desperate Housewives. That's where they all lived. I don't watch any of those shows. Desperate Housewives was a bomb-ass show. I did watch Full House. And well, I, wa- I watched Fuller House, the reboot. Yeah, man. Um, so anyway, in case you have been under a rock, sleeping under a log. I don't know. Even if it um, was under a log, somebody was talking about it. You was out in deep space. Um, you Facts. was, you know, away, disconnected from the community some kind of way. Um, the big news of this week has been the Varsity Blues scandal. Um, so the Varsity Blues scandal is basically a FBI sting uh, that has implicated more than 50 people in one of the largest college admission scams in the history of our country. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I, was like, I was like, what are you looking for? I'm sorry. Because I was trying to cough and not be in the mic. And I'm sorry. So, go ahead. Oh, we're, we're not going to edit that? No. Because right. this is real. We're rolling. This is Bonds Over Bands. All right. And our news is real. I, I, feel, I feel like you don't feel like editing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to edit. Like, why? Don't tell my business. All right. So, anyway. So, um, this this huge scandal, um, the center of it is a gentleman named William Rick Singer. He is the mastermind uh, of this college education scandal from 2011. Through February of 2019. So this thing involved nine uh, coaches from elite schools, as well as close to 50 parents that paid between $15,000 and $1.2 million to ensure that their children were admitted to prestigious institutions across the country. Um, They basically faked racial and ethnic identifications to take advantage of affirmative action. They uh, faked student athleticism in order to take advantage of student-athlete programs. And they also faked learning disabilities. They faked learning disabilities. They had uh, paid mental health professionals diagnose their children with, uh, you know, all types of advanced uh, anxiety and stress and, you know, all of these things just to get additional time for them to take their uh, SATs and their ACTs for college placement. They had proctors alter test answers after they took the test in order to ensure that they got better grades. In some situations, they even had a professional test taker go and take the test in the place of their child in order to ensure that they were guaranteed admission to these schools of their choice. Schools like um, USC, Yale, Harvard, Berkeley, those types of schools. Ivy League schools specifically. Disclaimer, at this point, all of this is allegations, all of this is alleged, um, you know, these folks still have to go through due process. Uh, they have to face the court system. And, uh, you know, we'll see where things go. I Which, believe William Rick Singer did already admit guilt. Yes, he did. Guilty to this, and so. what made the story so salacious outside of the fact that it was a scamming ring is that the two, the front people uh, or that they chose. Two of the most notable two names. of the most notable names, Felicity Huffman and Lori Lachlan. Lori Lachlan plays 
Aunt Becky on Full House and Fuller House, and Felicity Huffman had a long stint on the Desperate Housewives uh, series, and she also did a a few um, TV, like, Hallmark kind of movies. And, uh, but, and her husband, William H. Yeah. Macy, is in is on a top-rated show called Shameless. Yeah. And a lot of people may not be familiar with Lori Loughlin's uh, husband, who is Mosimo... Mossi- Mosimo, who... G- Gian- Giannulli? Yeah, Giannulli? but his shirts are sold... His shirts were sold or are sold at Target, but now he goes under the name Goodfellows. So if anybody who's wearing that... That's that's his brand. Wait a minute, Goodfellows. Yeah, Goodfellows. I wear, I wear Goodfellows. Well, you're wearing on Becky's husband's pants. I shop in Target literally all the time. <laughs> well, that's her. That's their but brand. Don't ever tell me I'm wearing another man's pants. You're definitely wearing another man's pants. Nah, fam, chill. He designed those pants. Chill. Okay. Me we'll just you. say I'm wearing pants designed by someone. Okay, else. my bad. Well, that's what's happening. I'm not gonna wear no another man's pants. So, so why is this? So, in my opinion, why is this really a why is this really a big deal when we all knew that this sort of thing? I guess maybe it's because the speculation has come to life that we all knew that this kind of thing was happening in regards to the elite and that level of white privilege that comes with having that sort of money. I, I would say that this is a little bit different. Um, and yes, like I've like. This is something that we, particularly in the black community, have speculated for a long time. Yeah, like, we just, I mean, because when the new, honestly, when when it came out, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, like, okay, and birds fly. Right, right, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, okay, like, so. Water is wet? Is water still wet? Yeah, like, don't they do that? (laughs) What's wrong with it? Ain't that what they do? Like, that's what I was looking at. Like, so she really going to jail for that? I think it's a little bit different just because of the um, the elements of actual scamming. Traditionally, what wealthy, affluent families would do is they'll make a donation to the school. They'll buy a building. They'll, you know. But don't this happen in black communities, too, like in those HCBUs? Um, I'm sure they do. Or it's I mean, HBCU, my bad. HBCU, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure they do. Like, that. that's... That's just kind of like the dynamics of Like if you're a fifth generation Spellman graduate and your parents have to be having have have to be like a happen to be like alumni. the alumni and yeah. they give tons and tons of money to the school and your well, mom it's, it's, was this and your mom was that so the gymnasium is named after your parents and you happen to get in the there. Legacy, it's the legacy admission program, right? Right, so, but and doesn't that even to take it to a lower level, doesn't that happen in sororities. In sororities, what do you mean? Like Deltas, uh, AKAs, things like that, where they call those people specific, specifically pledges who are legacy. They call them legacy pledges. Yeah. And they usually have a leg up in getting into those sororities or those fraternities because their parents played a role or had already pledged said fraternity. Yeah, absolutely. It happens at every... My bad, y'all. I ain't have my computer off. And you, JB tell and JB telling me that every you, episode. Yo, damn computer! I know he be like, keep it cute, bitch, and mute. He call me bitch sometimes. I like it. Uh, I don't be calling you bitch. Yes, he do. I like it. Damn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back back on this mess, this hot mess with these with these white people. So like, what's re- like, so what's really the charges? Is it because are are people angry because they faked? You know, like for instance, yeah, Lori Lachlan's daughter. It's, the, it's faking. It's the fake, right? I th- so it's the, so, it's the, so it's the, the other, faking that's upsetting people. Yeah, what, what, what we're normally and traditionally looking at is the result of relationships that have been established amongst people 
that are familiar with each other and know each other and are looking out for each other. Right. That happens in every single community yeah, on the face like, of the earth. But isn't that like, but like, even if you you made it like on a lower level. Yeah. Like so I, like you work at a certain place and you know that this person doesn't know half the shit you know, but because that person knows your boss and they are friends with that pe- that person's family, they'll get the job before you get the job because they're looking out for that guy. I'll break it down even simpler. When I used to be in Irvington Center, I knew the guy that owned the chicken shack. So when I go in there and I ask for a double kill breast with cheese, he give me a double kill breast for a single price, right? Facts. That's relationships. Oh, man. That was so Jersey of you to say. I'm just saying. I can't wait to go home. Oh, yeah. We're coming home soon. We'll be there um, in April. Any of our friendly, you know, family, friends, anybody that's listening. We want to see you. um, No. Yeah, we'll see y'all. But, yes. So, so, okay, so, like, explain in detail, like, what the, ch- like, I mean, I know we spoke briefly about them hiring these, these, uh, test takers and faking, they, they was wild and wild. faking learning disabilities, like, wasn't there even a, um, I'm not sure if this is 100% true, but I did, there was some rumblings about them actually taking real players from the school and photoshopping their kids' faces on these real players. Um, yeah, for rowing. There, there was some mention of that, but um, actually, that's what Lori Lachlan's daughter uh, actually she did. They didn't Photoshop her her picture. What they did is they took a whole photo shoot with her, like doing rowing on a rowing machine, and then they said that she was a coxswain for the crew team. And bitch ain't never played no sports in her life, I as mean, far as I know. Okay, so here's my thing: Who was this really for? That's the thing. Because if it's, you watch Olivia Jade's videos on YouTube. Not that I'm subscribed to her. Olivia Jade is Lori Lachlan's daughter. Right. One she, of her daughters. One of her daughters. She was already really popping on YouTube. She had some brand two mil- deals. Two million subscribers. Two million subscribers. She had some brand Before deals. All with, of this broke. Right. With Sephora. She was working, doing modeling, all this kind of thing. And she seemed to be very happy in that space. So who was this really for? Well, when you, you look at some of the reports of people that are, you know, allegedly close to uh, Lori Lachlan and her husband, you know, what they would say about her is that she was like one of those moms that, you know, would really put a lot of pressure on her daughter and really wanted to, uh, you know, kind of have her daughter. Allegedly. Like, yeah, hold her daughter up to this high standard of, like, she would be in social circuits. Like, look at my daughter. My daughter's amazing. My daughter's this, my daughter. And you should do that as a parent. Um, but I think that part of making sure that her daughter went to the right school or a certain school, in this case, being USC, um, she saw that as a reflection of her status, of the status of her husband, of the status of their family. So you think this is what mostly what all this is about? It's about perception. And then I think the other part about it is um, they feel like they have to ensure their legacy, right? They have to make sure that the next generation is all right. Like... There needs to be a fallback. All right, Olivia, this YouTube shit is cool right now. In five years, ten years, when you want to put it down and you want to do something else, you got to have something to fall back on. And which that's is, something to fall back which on. Is, is, sorry. Which yeah. is interesting because that's if you go and you find there's actually an interview out there with uh-huh. her and her daughter. Yeah. And she was saying, you know, she needed a fallback plan. So yeah. it's so crazy like how all of these inserts and these clips are coming back of um her and talking about her daughter and her preparing for school and it was actually an insert with which is so funny this insert was 
of Laura Lachlan talking about how she raised her kids. Yeah. So she said, you know, I didn't have jam packed schedules for my children. I let it them I let them play when I wanted you know, when they wanted to play. Yeah, she, she I wasn't off. very hard on them. Olivia and Bella come off as total douches. Yeah, I'm, they I'm do. A, I'll come right out and say it. And a lot of these these kids, I mean, you know, they're they're the result of privilege and affluence and, you know, being handed basically everything to them. Um, I think the other part about it is you have the traditional relationships that are in place in the college admissions process. You have, that don't have to do that. Yeah, you have families like, you know, Jared Kushner's family who paid allegedly... $2.5 million. Uh, $2.5 million. Uh, he pledged to donate to Harvard over a 10-year period, coincidentally in 1998, around the same time that Jared began applying to schools. Uh, Jared actually was set up to have a one-on-one meeting with the dean of Harvard prior to his admission that was arranged by uh, Senator Ted Kennedy. Now, you know the, the family history of the Kennedys, right? Right. So the Kennedys have been associated with Harvard for three generations. Their great-great-granddaddy was a bootlegger, and his money was dirty. But he set it up so that his kids and the next generation could have clean money and could turn around and, and turn around and you know churn out presidents of the United States and senators and all of these people in political uh, positions of power. But that's interesting because it's not just these people who are engaging in this kind of mm-hmm. in this kind of behavior. I actually read this article um, from the New York Post talking about where they talked to this guy by the name of Ron Foley. Ron Foley is an independent educational counselor. He also has his own like um, college prep company and he was talking about you know how these parents were you know this is not the first or the last set of parents who were, who were going to do oh for sure to get their kids into college this way and he specifically talked about the word charity and how um you know they would you know they were set you know like he, how they set up those photo shoots to make it look like she was rowing mm-hmm. and um he also talked about how um you know one story was he um, helped somebody he, he, he knew, which he didn't say. He helped the kids apply for school through Princeton Review and, Capital, and Kaplan for these standardized tests. And the mother actually paid a subset of money for the proctor, you know, for them to have extra time and for those grades, you know, those, uh, the answers to be changed. And that person is still in school right now. Yeah. So they oh, still this, this, don't know who this the fallout from this is going to be incredible. Yeah, because now they have no choice but to investigate all of this and you know and this is not something that is new. Apparently it's just been going on for quite some time where these people have scamming really down to a science. Yeah, they're going to go back. They're going to look at people's high school records. They're going to compare them to their college transcripts. They're going to compare them to their test scores. It's going to be a deep deep uh, investigation into this. You know what else was kind of funny about this New York Post article? The other part that was funny about this is that they had a student actually talking about it from the opposite end, not paying at all, mm-hmm. but just kind of going into it in a more... I'm not saying that paying isn't as devious, but this is too. And this was an Asian student who had his sights on going to one of the prestigious schools, MIT, and he was saying how there was an underground scamming ring 
due to this his his friend taking advantage of actual time zones. And what they would do was because they were taking the test or the standardized test in like Hong Kong somewhere, he would take photos of the test that he knew that they were going to be taking the same one in America, send those tests and the answers to the kids so then they could pass these tests. And it, but it would only be Asian kids because when you go into the S, the SAT, you know, they unfortunately people think all Asians look alike. So this is how they were able to get this off. Mm-hmm. And they were able to pass these, you know, get these high scores for the SAT. And um, what's the other? ACT? ACT, yeah. Yeah. So this is how they were getting getting over to get into these colleges. There was a kid I went to high school with that had a perfect score in his SAT. I'm wondering about him now. But, you know, this is not the most, this is not the, the first time we've had a scam. Like, they were talking about the most memorable scams was in 2016, this guy named VJ and his and a brother, Mindy, um, claimed that he identified himself as a black guy, um, a black man, instead of an Indian, to get me- to get into medical school. Yeah, I remember that. Um, to go to St. Louis University, which later he denied that his race was a factor in his admission. Mm-hmm. In 99 and 2000, in Tennessee, a high school football coach, Lin Lang, used his star player, Albert Means, to lure colleges into padding his own bank account as a part of a pay-to-play scheme. A booster shells out $150,000. This has been going on to recruit, as forever, as, as, as long, for the entire history recruit, of mankind, I'm sure. To recruit for the University of Alabama. Now... I think what makes it particularly um, harmful or, or the real damage of this is that, you know, there is this myth in America that we are a pure meritocracy, right? And if you work hard, you can get it. Yeah, it, like everybody that got their position got it because they earned it and they, they bust their ass and, you know, nothing was handed to anybody and they all did it on their own. And if they did it on your own, you, you can do it. You can too, right. And that's bullshit. It is bullshit because if you have enough money and the right resources and the right family, then you can do it without doing absolutely anything. Not even that. You just need to have just the relationship, just the right person that sees something in you and says, you know what? I'm going to help this person out. And that's it. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's it. That could be your golden ticket, a, the, a well-placed individual that wants to bestow their wealth and their privilege and their access and their resources upon you. Well, in this case, what they're saying is if you have enough money, you can buy whatever you need. No, absolutely. And that's what they thought was going to happen. Now, the other part about this whole case that was interesting was another um, story that I I, I stumbled across. Uh, Harvard was actually sued in recent years for keeping a list of applicants to their school that were related to um, high profile and high net worth individuals. So they basically had like this subset list of people that were applying to attend Harvard um, and they would basically utilize that list to figure out how they could generate more money and more wealth for the school. Mm-hmm. They kept it private. They kept it separate from you know anything that they were doing above ground, but they actually were sued over this. And what they found when they reviewed this list of applicants is that 41% of the people that were on these lists were accepted into Harvard. 41% wow. of these high net worth individuals. Their overall acceptance rate for college admissions is 4.6%. 
Right. So that means by being related to one of these individuals, you more than 10 times uh, increase your ability or your, your likelihood to get into the school. Uh, which is absolutely mind blowing. Well, I was reading another article too, and I, I can't call the name, so forgive me on who it was said. But this person is actually coming out with a documentary about. Um, it's called Unlikely, and I can't think of the woman's name right now. Mm-hmm. But she was saying she had worked at the University of Columbia, I believe, and um, when she had. When there were certain names that would come across her desk, she worked in a mission. Mm-hmm. There was a, it was a different list for those people. Mm-hmm. They went to, they went to it. It was like a trigger list. Okay. So because these people were the 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 big get. So one, um, when she was, um, working there, um, the one of Obama's daughters, Malia, applied to that school. And they wanted her bad, and they was gonna do whatever they could do to make sure that she was that her name would be attached to that school because she was the president's daughter. I'm sure it's super easy for a, a college or a university to just keep a list, mm-hmm. right? Like you just you start off with all of the people that you know for a fact have wealth. Mm-hmm. You start off with the ones you know have children, and you just keep a list of those names, and you, and you watch. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, they're applying here. Okay, let's make it happen. What do we have to do? To, to get this person to enroll in our school. And the other part is, too, is that even that is a privilege. Oh, for sure. Because you're not specifically doing anything more than someone else to get into that school. That's it's right. just your, it's the way the world perceives you. And it's like, oh, if we had Malia Obama go into the school, that's a big deal. Absolutely. So, but there's a lot of Malia Obamas in the world. For sure. For sure, you know I mean, a lot of people with just access to to wealth and to privilege and um, you know adjacent to money. So I, I, I bring all of this back to um, and there's quite quite a few people I've had conversations with this or about this not just recently but like kind of overall. Mm-hmm. And um, what it is is you know you always hear in the black community, I earned my spot. So you got to get it how I got mine. Oh, God. I I mean, ooh. And. <sighs> it is so excruciating. You know why it's excruciating? Because. Fam. Like, I, I mean, even. It, and it's not even as basic to where it comes down to college. It could be anything. anything. It's anything. Like, okay. And I'm, I'm just going to speak from. I, everybody who's listening knows that I used to be on YouTube heavy. Mm-hmm. I was on YouTube heavy. I wanted to be that person who did the alley for my people. And mm-hmm. all my people did was go, well, I'm not getting as many subscribers as you. And I'm not doing like, I, I worked hard for my subscribers. So why do I got to like this person's video? And petty. it's like, it's so petty. Petty boots. It's so petty. And it's like, we don't need to do that. Because we all look better together anyway. So. Even if somebody else do got more spotlight than you, that doesn't matter. You still getting paid. Yeah. Well, so like even in this instance, like with the college admissions people, I've had people that have told me, man, like, you know, what really burns me is that these people didn't work for their spot. They didn't bust their ass the way I had to bust my ass. They didn't do this. They didn't, you know, go about it the right way. And you know what? We should... We and, and not not the the cheating part. Like I'm no, not I'm not saying that we should need, be out no, here. That's not how you should do it. Paying our money, paying our way. I'm not saying that. But I don't, I can't be, be mad at people who have relationships. Yeah, 
Build your network up. Because that, I mean, it's the same thing as basic as like, okay, everybody, well, maybe everybody doesn't know, but I'm half Nigerian and I'm American. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a real African American, mm-hmm. you know. By definition. By definition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even though we all are from the African diaspora, but that's a whole other story and a whole other episode that we, we got not just Because right we can go for another four, five hours on that. But when I go into the braiding hair salon, okay? Mm-hmm. I have, and this is a true story. I went into the braiding hair salon. When I go in there and I say, my name is Shakura, and I don't say it's Tiffany, I know that she's going to give me a discount because my name is Shakura than to be Tiffany. Use your leverage. (laughs) Use your privilege. I know it. That's a privilege. And I know for a fact. You know why? Because... Here's a true story. I went in there. I went into the place and I said, hello, my name is Shakura and I want to get my hair braided. Oh, your name is Shakura? Yeah. Shakura Ramon Davies. I tell them my whole name, Shakura Ramon Davies. Even when I go into the African hair spot, African market, anywhere, and I say my African name, they give me a discount because I'm Nigerian. Mm-hmm. But when you come in there and you American, they going to give you the full price. Mm-hmm. Because they don't feel like they're helping. They they don't feel like they're putting money back into their communities. That's fact. So they feel like because I'm Nigerian, I'm coming in there. And they'll ask you. Don't. It's not that easy though. You just can't go in there throwing around Nigerian names. You gotta say which tribe is, who they, your daddy they is. Yeah, they're gonna, ask, they're they're gonna, gonna ask everything. They gonna ask details. They are gonna ask details. Yeah. So then yeah. they can know what you talk about. So then you can get your discount. So if you're going to try to scam the Africans, you got to do your research. You really do. You got to do your research. Just, you really just do. go in there prepared prepared to answer questions. But my forehead like my daddy, so I don't really got to do thank, that much. Thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, I feel you. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to get into that because I... <laughs> Shout I, out I, to my daddy. Yeah. Hey, daddy. We, we walking a fine line here. Hi, daddy. Um, my point about it is, like, don't do that to your kids. Don't do that to your friends. Don't do that to your neighbors. If you got a resource, share it. If... There is a way that you can make life easier for your next generation. Do that. Don't, yeah, for don't, real. Like, stop stop this... Craziness. Yeah, stop this nonsense that everybody has to get it the way you had to get it. It's ridiculous. It it's is, a, It's absolutely crazy. It's ridiculous. And if we continue to have that mindset... We're never going to get anywhere. Each generation is going to have to reset and start from the bottom. We try and build it up each generation. No. Pass that forward. You should. Make the next generation better than the last. But you know who I really feel bad for in this situation, even though... Um, All them kids that yo, meant to get into school and was not able to get into school? That too, but I'm saying that just based on the conversations like that we've heard and the snippets from like Olivia Jade mm-hmm. and understanding the two kids, it's like, it wasn't really for them to begin with. Nah. Like, and now they got to have that stigmata with them everywhere they go for the rest of their life, even though that wasn't really something they really wanted. Like, you're a liar and a cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't even want to go to school. She said it. She's like, I don't even like school. That's what, um, the, there was an author named Jane. And I just think that's unfair. It's like, your mother made an adult, your mother and father made an adult decision and now you have to pay for their decisions. Yeah. So Jane Buckingham is an author. She wrote a couple of books about how to. Um, I forgot what the book, the title of the book was, but it was basically about how to how to handle shit when shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's not the title of her book, then that's gonna be the title of my book. 
<laughs> how to handle shit. And it's going to be specifically for a Caucasian audience. Because y'all don't really seem to know how to handle shit when shit hit the fan. Y'all, y'all are scrambling. Y'all looking crazy out here in the light. It's so crazy. Anyway, um, but Jane's son actually came out and um, apparently he was a benefactor of uh, or a beneficiary of this scam unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And the statement that he made was like, you know, I, I feel absolutely horrible for, you know, all of the other kids that busted their ass and, you know, really, really grind to get into the school. And, you know, here I am having no knowledge of this, um, benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just, you know, very, very contrite and, and very apologetic towards how the, his mother's actions may have impacted those Other around him. Yeah, for her. And for him, I, I feel like that's a pass. It is, because at least he's acknowledging that it was wrong. Yes, yes. But for uh, a lot of those other kids, they're, they're kind of like, all right, whatever. They're comfortable in their privilege. They're going to be all right. Yeah, and then the other part is, too, is that a lot of them feel like, you know, oh, my dad makes enough money, so he's going to get me into that school. So, like, I mean, we've talked about this, and what do you think we could take away from this? Like, what should we learn from it? There's a lot of things to learn. Um, I think number one is I'm going to double back again. Black folk don't make it hard on on your on your brethren. Smile at your brethren, help your brethren, help your sisters, help. I mean, we should have a whole podcast on that. Well, like, we I think we I think we should do like about how black families, you know, kick out their kids too early. Oh yeah, way too early. I mean, like other cultures, like they'll they'll keep the kids in the house until they ready to get almost married. thirty. Yeah, yeah, like or even like a, a couple of uh, friends of mine that are um, like Southeast Asian, like. They they're basically in the house until they get married. Yeah, I think we, I think and, that would be a really good co- a really good podcast to have to to talk about that and do a deep dive. But I think what I took away from this is that that level of cheating is sinister and it's upsetting. And but I mean I wasn't surprised. Like I wasn't in I wasn't in deep we, shock. We, we shouldn't about be it. triggered by it. No, I'm not triggered by any of that. I feel like that's just it's just a shadow just presenting itself. You know, it's definitely the uh, ground. It's Groundhog Day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. <laughs> like for me. I mean, I just feel bad for the kids because it just didn't even seem like that was something that she actually wanted. I feel like that was more of a parenting thing. And I mean, I think parents can learn from that. Like, stop trying to impose your dreams on your kids. If they don't want to do that, then you need to find out what it is they do want to do and start believing in that. And stop trying to put your your uh, hopes and, and, and dreams into somebody who doesn't, they don't want them. And you should start listening to that. One, one aside to that is um, it, there was another really interesting article about the psychology of the affluent. And um, one of the things that they talked about is how that baby boomer generation of which all of these people that have been caught up in the scandal uh, are a part of, the baby boomers mindset has always been, do any and everything to get your kids into college, into school. Um, so that's that's a big part of that or of, of the scandal is, you know, that mindset of education, 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 college is the only way to prove your place in society, to prove that you uh, your family has earned everything that they should have earned and that the future generations of your family are going to continue your legacy like that is so ingrained in the baby boomer mindset that they 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 don't see any other way. Yeah, and I think too also is that, you know, now that Xennials, millennials, 
there's a lot there's the tide has turned. It's different. I feel like we're more um our generation is more set on entrepreneurship it's, it's so and um finding more creative and alternative ways to educate. get to the to, to educate life experience is yeah. is being valued a lot we more. Are, we are educating ourselves in radically different ways. Um, we've taken on more student debt than any other generation, and a lot of people in our generations are saying, "You know what? Enough is enough." Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subject student myself loans, to student loans. That's a whole other podcast that I I just don't. It, mm. It's incredible. Um, did you hear recently that Apple has actually um, changed their HR policy to remove uh, college education as a automatic requirement or as a disqualifier from working for Apple? Yeah, and I think that's amazing. And, and the reason why I think that's amazing is because a lot of times you in life, especially in your 20s, which is the most experimental time in your life, you find yourself falling into things mm-hmm. because you're not really 100. Everybody's not. I, I don't. And I, I, you know, when I was in high school, I kind of knew I always knew I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. I always knew I wanted to be creative. Like, that's something I always knew. Uh, but everybody doesn't have that feeling. Everybody doesn't. Just fall into something and say, this is what I love and this is who I'm supposed to be. Everybody doesn't do that. So you find yourself, even though I knew I was supposed to be a writer, I had so many jobs, so many experimental phases of my life when I was in my 20s. So you could have definitely found a job because, you know, times are different. Back then, you know, you people like our parents' age, when they were in their 20s, you could have easily had a high school diploma and ended up working at IBM and then learned how to code on the job. That's fact. You know what I'm saying? And then now these are the bosses of other people, but yet you're requiring for a person like myself who's coming in to have all this education, yet you stumbled into it, which is, on some levels I feel is kind of unfair, but I know that you know you have these younger people now that are like, I'm, we're not waiting for people to give us opportunities. The world has changed so dramatically. We're creating them. Like right now, do you understand that people had to go to school for, I mean, I'm one of those people. I have a journalism degree. I went to school to do this. Okay, but now you have bloggers. I don't need to access. get up. Yeah, I have access. I don't need to work for the New York Times. I am the New York Times. I don't need to ask WBLS for a job or Hot 97 or The Breakfast Club. I am the Breakfast Club right here at my dining room table. I don't. It's like you can create. We've created a society where you can kind of be whatever you want to be as long as you have the will. You have teenagers today that are making that are earning their first million dollars before the age of eighteen. At a Seven year old never reviewing yeah, I, toys. I, I know that one. But it's it's at a pace that has never been seen before. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So everybody just continue doing what you're doing. I think we're on the right track. Um, I, th- I think within our community, we have a lot more work to do, but we're working. We're out here pushing. We're making things happen. Um, I see more of you guys out there buying houses and you know, I love keep, that. I see more edges. people. I see more people getting married and, yeah. and keeping you know, your keeping your beards oiled. You know, yeah. I see y'all. I see you growing your edges, making yeah. sure your pee is clear, drinking yeah. your water, yeah. having your smoothies That's in the morning. That's gonna be my tagline. I'm, my, my my beard is oiled. Is, you, is that right? Your beard is, it, is oiled. creamed. Your beard is it's your beard oiled. is succulent. It's it's, it's more. Your beard is mad moist. Okay, but I'm not gonna say that. I can say it's moist. Yeah, you can. It's moist. Yeah. It's it's doing. It's, it's it looks amazing. You the real MVP. I mean, I I, I mean, I, I just gave you the lock method and it changed your life. Yeah. And, and people are responding. All right. All right. I mean, you know, it looks it great. Looks more full, right? It does. Yeah. It looks great. You look, but I mean, but you was already fine though. I appreciate it. I, appreciate I, I, I wanted to just leave people with this before we wrap it up. Yeah, sure. You know these two best friends who 
happened to be married and decided to do a podcast. Um, you know, I just wanted to leave you guys with this. Do I think that these white people will bounce back from this? Absolutely. Where they gotta bounce? Ain't no bounce. Nah, I, if if, if wait, Charlie, hold up. But do you, do you think do you think Lori gonna do some jail time? I don't know. Do you think Felicity gonna do jail time? They might have some pressure. It might be some media pressure to put them in jail. I think I think they're gonna do jail. I, think I, I don't think it's gonna be much. Uh, I think come on, if Martha at, Stewart can come back strong, and Martha oh, no, Stewart, they, 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 they gonna do their jail and they gonna come back. Martha Stewart did a stint in jail, came back to her company, and is still is is probably more rich today than she was before she went in. Lori's net worth was somewhere around eight million, I believe. Um, and well, you know her, they put the house up for her bell. But her husband's is close to eighty. Yeah, so they'd be all right. Yeah, he's be fine. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, they might not have, they might not have to deal with Target when they get back, but you know, it'll be okay. Know. We gotta promote the fact that that deal is done with Target. And Target ain't saying nothing. No, because they keeping it quiet. Yeah, they're not saying anything. They probably just gonna swap him out. Probably. Swap it out. It'll probably be like you know, like a Harry Weinstein thing. Yeah, you're not the head of this company anymore. Uh-huh. You're not the face, but we still gonna need your Har- check. Harvey Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, we still gonna need your check. Yeah, yeah. But and, just and, and out the back door. Yeah, out the back door, we still gonna give you a check. Because I'm sure he had that in a clause. Can you believe they had the nerve to call this a whole college scam admissions the side door? Oh, you're going to go in through the side door. <laughs> that is some shady ass shit. It is, but Not I mean, shady as hell. it worked. Um, and, and anyways, um, we're, we're wrapping. It's we're wrapping up. close to a full hour. It um, is a full hour. Yeah, so and we, I'm sure y'all tired of us now. They ain't tired. They ain't no, they probably yet. not. I mean, give them a few more, though. They're going to get tired. They're going to be tired. Yeah. Anyway, um, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening to the Bonds Over Bands podcast. Uh, podcast. The bod, the bod class. That was, no, that was your no, Caribbean no, no, coming no. out. Your podcast. No, don't make fun of me. Your podcast. Don't make fun Thank of me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. That's terrible. The podcast team. That's awful. Dundee, Dundee. Uh, okay, please stop. The podcast team. No, but stop. Hammer time. Have you stopped? Uh, Thank you for listening to the Bonds Over Bands podcast. podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure that you uh, you know open up that social media. Follow us on all social media. Follow me at Slick Talk J. Follow my lovely wife at Jersey is Naked. Uh, follow the Bonds Over Bands podcast page. On, uh, I, on Instagram. On Instagram. And that's Bonds underscore over underscore bands on Instagram. Or you just hashtag B-O-B pod and you will find us. Or Bonds Over Bands podcast. I'll always find you. I'll always find you. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, um, it's been real. Uh, this has been a great episode. It has been. Oh, one more thing before we go. Sure, shoot. Hey, if you guys have made it to the end, mm-hmm. I would really like you guys to comment on the Bonds Over Bands Instagram and that would let me know that you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And the second thing and- is... Yeah, and <laughs> and the second thing is is that um, if you have any topics that you want us to discuss or that you would really like to hear, let us know. And if you want to shout out, let us know too. We we'll shout you out. Like it's nothing yeah. for us. You know, we just want to pay back the support that we get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all been mad real. Mad real, um, mad show. What's my expectation for the next episode? Five. I'm gonna go ten. Oh, you go a big, big, yeah. big baller. Yeah, I want. I want at least 10 listens. All right, 10 listens. And as long as I get 10 listens... We'll do another. Then I will do another podcast. Or I'll be on the mic by myself. Another podcast. Podcast team. No. We're the podcast team. We're fine. Okay, stop. Podcast. All right, we're done. Anything else we got to plug? Oh, if you guys don't know, my wife is an absolutely amazing cook. Um, Also go to her Instagram at jdelosius. 
I'm not going to spell that for you. I, J- I guess I have to spell J- it. J-D-E-L-A-W-C-I-O-U-S. Yeah, go to jdelosius.com. Uh, you can see all of her. Pick up some seasoning while you're there. Yeah, get some seasoning. We about to drop new seasoning. New barbecue seasoning for the summer. We sell books. We got seasoning. We, we got, got books. Kind of- we got seasoning. New barbecue seasoning for the summer. I already said it, but new barbecue seasoning for the summer. We're, we're, we've been done. New barbecue season for the summer. <laughs> can, you, can you wrap it? Yeah, I'll wrap it up. It's we're over. Gonna, all right, we're wrapping it up like a condom. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. <laughs>